Hello, everybody. I'm Tom. And Kay. And we are Lake Erie Dogs, and welcome to our first podcast. So most first podcast most podcasts have like a sponsorship or like intro intro music. So we got this little nifty podcast board, and I'm gonna press one of these effect buttons. Are you ready? All I right. like that. Now we're ready. Righteous. Good morning, Kay. Good morning, Tom. We are here today to just test out this podcast, see how it does, talk a little bit about each other and our company, mm-hmm. and talk about what the future of this podcast can bring. The Lake Erie Dogs Podcast. Lake Erie Dogs Podcast. So, um, Kay, why don't you, yeah. we were going to say that you kind of introduce a little bit about me and I'll introduce a little bit about you. That works. So, what do you know so, about me? So, Tom. Tom the dog trainer. Tom has been in the dog industry for 10 years now. Um, he didn't start like a lot of people do, hasn't been around dogs his whole life, but at the ripe age of 19, discovered the magical world of dog training and hasn't hasn't given up on that since. And it's it's pretty, it's helped a lot of people. We've, um, he's been in late, we've had Lake Erie dogs for three years now. And uh, we've helped a lot of people. We've we've built a nice nice little business in the in home setting board and train business, and um, other than dog training, Tom loves movies, calls himself a cinephile. Am I saying that right? Yeah, it's it's just a term that like film fans, like very intense film fans. Call yeah, themselves. I was gonna say it's more than a fan because yeah. Tom can recall every actor, director, writer. The people who make music, I don't know what their titles are. Composers. The composers. <laughs> All of their names and last names and everything that they've done prior to the movie we're watching. It's like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. There's a, there's a lot of information stat in that for that category in yeah. his brain. He it likes makes me it a appreciate lot. the movies more. You right. know, like I saw Batman last night. Yeah. Michael Gacciano's composition for the movie and we've been listening to it in the car Matt for the Reeves past two just weeks really kill it Matt Reeves is the director and writer of the new Batman yeah but we don't that's have how to you talk got about started right too you yeah. know that's that's where that interest doesn't just stem from pure fan yeah. held like you went to college for filmmaking yeah it was like always was like my dream like to be a writer director direct show like composer shows or movies um, yeah Tom's yeah. really a skilled guitar player as well it's yeah. something he likes to do and to pass the time to not be working when he's not working dogs um and he's a really good cook which is <laughs> one of my favorite things about him you guys yeah. <laughs> um but yes we he runs this business with us and he's he's nudging me to also mention his nostalgical collection of vhs's and I don't know, like Sega and 64. retro Playstations. I don't know what to call them. Yeah, the Playstations aren't like I got Sega Genesis and N sixty four. Yeah, it's a good time. And all those kind of things. But um it's enough a collection. About me. Enough about me. Yeah. Let's talk about Kay. Kay is a real special one. There is she's a jack of all trades. Um really she can, you know, see something done once and go do it herself. She uh. She's a big homesteader. She's great at gardening. She's great. We have chickens that she's great raising. Um, she's amazing at making sourdough bread. 
Like that's, I don't get it. How it's like their panic at this point and that kind of stuff. But um, she's a collector of baskets. That's a big one. <laughs> and jars, jars and baskets. You so guys, anytime she comes back from thrifting, there's a basket or a jar coming home. Jars with lids. They're, yeah, they're prized possessions of mine. She also is our head. I, you know, she really runs the social media. That's not me. I get to do the dog training, deal with, you know, not deal, but like work with the clients and that kind of stuff. And her writing, she's a great writer. She does awesome at making posts and reels and all those kind of things that keep you entertained that probably brought you to listen to this podcast. I hope. So let's thank her for that. Thank you. Um, you know, so let's talk a little bit about our dogs too. Yeah. You know, we're talking about the we family. We got to introduce them as well. We got to talk about the family. I'm trying to focus on staying on the mic. I turn my head too much. Yeah. But we'll get there. Anyhow, so we have our we're dogs, learning. Drax, Sasha, and Snow. I guess we'll talk in the order that they came. They came. Yeah. You know, from me. Well, Sasha so. would have come first. Yeah. I've had Sasha since she was a puppy. I got mm-hmm. her from a backyard breeder. My <sighs> naive. Oh, yes. How dare you? My naive 23 year old self thought I was doing a great job. They had AKC papers, you guys. Like, I thought that was, that was it. Like, you they don't need to try like any that. harder than that. Um, we'll talk about that another day, but, um, thankfully Sasha's pretty healthy. Her, I actually have contact with her breeder still and the mom, Sasha's mom is rather healthy. I don't know anything about her dad. Did you say what kind of breed she is? She's a Bernese mountain dog. There you go. Yeah. She's a fluffy girl. I call her our comfort dog. She's definitely like there for comfort. Yeah. And then we got Drax, the stoic. Um, Drax is our first employee of Lake Erie Dogs, we like to say. Yeah, so pretty much when I was working at a boarding and training facility over on the east side of Cleveland, um, one of the clients came to me and said, hey, I found this dog over on the highway over by Lakewood, and I, it's not microchipped. There's nobody trying to claim him. Yeah. And like, What do I do? Her, her dog was like scuffling with Drax because he was trying to like be territorial in a little bit. So I ended up just taking him in. And um, he's stuck with me ever since. Yeah, and he's that, a good guy. He was really my first dog. I was My mom has a dog, Captain, and I was kind of like started off with dogs with Captain. But then K- Drax is my first dog. Yeah. And um, he was about a year old at the time. We think. Yeah. He looks young in the pictures. Yeah. And, um, you know, pretty much I had him socializing with all the dogs at the facility and that kind of stuff. And over time, he's kind of become this, I don't leader. Like, you know, He's social leader. got the mannerisms of a great leader. He, yeah. He's really helped a lot of dogs come out of yeah either fear them, or You know, proper confusion. encouragement or yeah. proper correction for puppies. Mm-hmm. Where, while with the encouragement, dogs that are fearful or not sure how to be a dog. Yeah. Jax really helps him loosen up. He's a little bit older now. So he kind of sits on the back end and only like brings it out when he needs it. It's it's you a know? magical thing to watch. So, but I really mean it when I say he's very stoic. Like he doesn't, he's like he's he's never given anybody deep down. A kiss. He's like I think he's like a monk Chinese man. <laughs> yeah, it's just like you know, <laughs> I'm here to teach. Yeah, and that's what I'm here to do. Yeah, and like love him, yeah. love him. And then we got Snow, which you know I always paint the picture for people when. I first got snow, like the first time I met snow, I walked into a facility that had like chain link fencing as the kennel doors Mm. and snow was just gnawing on it, just making sounds and just being a monster. 
<laughs> and then I did a whole bunch of treadmill training with him while I was there. And then eventually, you know, he was up for adoption. Apparently, like, his house burnt down. That's how he got to the place. Yeah. And they put him there for boarding and then never came back for him. Yeah. And, like, that's pretty messed up. I always make the joke, Snow probably burned the place down. And they just didn't want him back. <laughs> but I don't know. But <laughs> To I'm... paint a picture, Sasha's uh, black, white, and brown 80-pound dog. Drax is an all-black, brindley 70-pound dog. And Snow's an all-white 30-pound pit bull. Pitbull terrier kind Pitbull of thing. Pitbull terrier. So he's smaller, but he is Yeah. And like Drax and <laughs> Snow are very much yin and yang, where yeah. Drax is very stoic and calm. Like Snow brings the energy and life to the picture. Yeah. Snow's you know? the energetic one, the loudest of them all, mm-hmm. our little troublemaker. And we'll get to talking about them more because one important topic I want to bring up down the line, like as far as episodes go, is being a dog trainer with dogs that... You know, every dog has an animalistic behavior and really accepting it because mm-hmm. I've seen plenty of trainers that are like, it, I don't want to say embarrassed, but, but they like, don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about their dog's bad behavior. They think it like shows that, that they're not a competent trainer because their dog isn't perfect. Yeah. And that is not, I mean, they're still dogs. Yeah. And I always like to say like, your dog's not your business. Like right. you should, I love being able to just enjoy them. Yeah. You know, and like not be so oh my God, the dog's doing this, so I have to put it in a bed set or that kind of thing or correct them. Like, right. um, you know, they didn't choose to be in this training life. Like, and they're not dogs that I necessarily, you know, they live with trainers, you know, right. but they were never dogs at any point. I was like, they need to go through training. Maybe Snow and Sasha a little bit, yeah. but we'll go, do- we'll get down there. So what's That's the next? them. They're the perfect little trio. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll talk a little bit about what is Lake Erie Dogs next? Yeah. Okay, why don't you talk to me for a So minute. Lake Erie Dogs is an in-home dog training company. We do in-home lessons with owners prior, during, and after a four-week stay in our home. Um, we like to focus a lot of our energy on owner education. This is why we only offer one program. We get a lot of questions on why we don't offer private one-on-one uh, lessons in addition to this hybrid program, and that's because... One, there's only two of us running um, a two to three, two to four dog board and train almost at all times. Um, And two, we found that this program offers the success that we want from the dogs that come into our company. Uh, So that's why we do things we do. And we've found that it's it works. We we have a lot of success with it Um, and we really enjoy doing it that way, too. That's one of the most important things is that we have a real hardcore passion for the way that we do things and the way that we work with owners, the relationship we make with the dogs that we work with, um, that, that has really proven over the last three years to work for us. Yeah. And we're definitely like, I don't want to say limited, but sort of like tailored where it's like, we do something very special and with just us two currently, Mm. like we get a lot of, we're booking out pretty quick and, um, pretty far to where this program works really nice um you know while other dogs are coming into the board and train owners are working with their dogs beforehand building a foundation that the dog needs so it's like i don't have we're not doing that the first week or wasting time on the dogs and we build a relationship with the dogs prior to them coming into our home too which has made a huge difference in the comfortability and how quickly we can get started on things and the owners oh that too i feel 
you know, where We've people just drop their dogs off at a boarding train and they're just like, I don't know about this whole situation. It's yeah. in a kennel. You know, first off, we're in a home, which is great. But then at the same time, like, I feel that trust. Like, yeah. these are the people that are going to take my dogs and I know they know what they're doing, mm. you know, and having that we relationship. We know them personally. Yeah. It's huge for me. Because before the dog comes for the board and train, we've been in the owner's home three or four times at least. Mm -hmm. So we've interacted with them, their family. We've talked about what's really the pain points. And we know where we're going to focus on that four weeks and use our time wisely. And the in-home situation is something that's very special to me. Let me explain that. They are cohabitating with us 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. Where people are like, oh, how long does a dog get with you? I'm like. They're pretty all much with day. me all day. Like, they're doing things. They're, you know, treadmill training, going out for hikes, working on obedience inside the house. They're, you know, maybe they get crated, but it's, like, not long. Yeah, like, at most, we do, like, an hour. Like, right now, it's, like, all right, we're going to get them out after this and get to work with them again after we just put them away to start this. Yeah. So, um, we really keep it going. Um, But the in-home setting is special to me because it's – I've worked in a kennel. I've worked and seen – how training dogs goes in that setting and definitely when dogs kind of go back home like the windows are back the mailman's back all those little things that you can't really directly head on address in a kennel setting right and not that people can't accomplish that and expose the dog enough inside a kennel setting with working with them right but i just find that real organic situation mm-hmm. it's special to me to be able to address like hey the dog's barking out the window and yeah. we can really help the dog or like we're when we're coming mm. home and they hear the door close like all those things are organic we get yeah. to see the dog at 7 a.m and we get to see the dog at 6 p.m you know yeah. and all those behaviors in between so we can really really dissect what we're working on with that yeah and stress wise like it's so much better for the dogs like yeah the dogs get stressed being in a kennel setting it's stressful mm. to an extent i mean i love even inside i'm like barking down a walkway like, yeah we're like here they're definitely much calmer versus like what I dealt with at the beginning of dog training where essentially I started off in a kennel training I was doing boarding I was doing daycare I was kind of doing it all because the ripe age of 19 yeah so the way I kind of got there was um you know a little backstory is initially I was going to Bowling Green at 19 for film as we were talking about I have huge passion for film now, obviously, with going to make film, you have the right characters and that kind of stuff. So I was taking some psych classes, and psychology and films were the only ones I was passing. I wasn't passing any of my other classes. Um, and I found it just fascinating, the way people learn, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then during winter break, somebody got bit. We'll get in the story later from my mom's dog, Captain. And um, from there... Captain got training and I became highly interested in dog training and mm. felt a sudden passion, you know, with the help wanted sign to be like, okay, maybe uh, college isn't it. Maybe I want a dog train. This and, is a real, real career that I can take on. Yeah. I, I don't know if I was thinking that at first. But this like, is a cool job. Yeah. This is a cool job. And here I am 10 years later, still training. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else. Like, I think ha- I love that part of your story. Is like yeah. you started as a kennel tech. Yeah. Like that's where, and I think that's like a lot of people in Facebook groups and stuff talk about like, oh, where do I start? What edu- What class can I take? What education Just can I go take? Ahead, dive in. Dive and get that hands-on experience. I know I'm yeah. really lucky 
for how I got into the industry because I was immersed in hands-on mm. experience. Like I That's very the best way to learn. Yeah. I I mean Tom has been my mentor for the past three, four uh, years. But <laughs> no, hands on, I think we could literally do a whole episode on hands on. It, yeah. Because the for a while it was more me like this is what I can do with your dog at lessons. Mm. And you know now, like I just Sometimes you're like, Tom, show them first because yeah. I will hand the leash off and just start instructing. Yeah. And that's the best way owners learn is by hands-on. That's Mistakes. why the one-on-ones included in the board and train is so huge. You can't just throw them one-on-one time for three hours when they pick up the dog. Right. Um, I Some people could pull that off. But at the same time, it's just getting the owners in that habitual state of like dog training as a part of life yeah. by doing that. So let's kind of talk a little bit about how you got here. You, like I said, jack of all trades. When she came home with Sasha after what a. So, can I start? I'll go really quickly. No, take your time. Take your time. I went to college for. uh, I have a business administration degree. It was a supply chain management. It was like the easiest course of action to get through college. So I took that major. Had no interest in it after college got a job as a buyer for a manufacturing company passionless was a great job but did not care at all quickly realized that is not how I wanted to live my life three years in and uh, uh, quit with no plan really except for to travel the country with my dog I had Sasha I think she was almost she was almost one or two she was like two and a half at that point and um and we we had no real structure in life. Like it was a free for all. Um, but we did, we traveled the country. I towed a camper for three months. I went, uh, Northwest saw, I want to say like 20 States in that time. Very yeah. Um, and Sasha was in tow and we went all the way down California and back up. And I thought I was going to find something out there. Didn't figure it out very much. Ended up back home uh, living with my grandma. But then that's when I met Tom. When I got home, I started swiping on Tinder. <laughs> Little would she find a dog trainer. Oh, I was like, this right. is cool. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, then you came back. You mm. were. I always had an interest while having Sasha. She had a lot of uh, skin problems, a lot of health issues before and after that trip. And um, so, Canine nutrition was really something that I was talking to Tom about. That's what was our mutual interest at the time. Before the before that, you were already like Doing making dog markets, treats, yeah. going to farmers markets, teaching people about nutrition, yeah. and like that's really had a what passion. brought me to do the trip. But I was like, there are other things besides this corporate world that I could be doing. I have an amazing mentor, Nancy. Um, she, she, uh, has a dog treat company in the city I lived in and what's the she... company bark and biscuits, bark and biscuits, ah! check it out in Medina. Yeah. Hit her up at the farmer's market. But, um, she, she really introduced me to the whole raw feeding to feeding, using fresh foods. She does a lot of grain free treats and that was like a whole, wow, I can, I could make a business off of something that I'm really passionate about. They just bang the table. I'm like, sound. <laughs> um, yeah. And then you did some grooming yeah. when you got back. So I got back and I was like, let's, I started working a newspaper too. 
was like, mm-hmm. let's just go down all these interests. Writing obituaries. I was writing obituary. I was like, I got to get my foot in the door. Yeah. So I started at my local newspaper writing obituaries. And uh, we we met during that time. And I was yeah. also grooming dogs. So I was doing mm-hmm. both part time. And yeah. I, I was grooming dogs at a local dog groomer learning that. It also had boarding there. Yeah. It, it had like boarding and something where like a daycare they tried facility. to bring me in. And yeah. us work together. Yeah. Um. And that's how we learned how to work together. It wasn't the. It was like, like most conducive situation to start off a couple. Uh, own business boot camp. Like. Yeah. <laughs> While like learning how to be a couple, that and was, we'll get yeah. into that. Like we are, we're gonna teach you a lot about us working together. It wasn't beautiful. I it's mean, it hasn't always act. been great. So. Yeah. You learn. How did you put it? Right. You a said, delicate balancing. A act. delicate balancing. Yeah. Act. Um. Yeah. And then pretty much. I was training at Miracle Canine Dave, under Dave, Shout out. David Turpak. Um, if you ever have any dogs with bite issues, aggression, aggression. issues, I highly suggest them. Mm-hmm. People that call me with those kind of situations. Because of the home setting, we don't take yeah. on dogs with a human or dog aggression mm-hmm. for just safety. Um, so we prefer everybody to them, and they do a phenomenal job. Yeah, they're Miracle Canine for a reason. Yeah. And I learned a lot from him. Um, learned a lot from working again into a kennel. And then Kay brought up the opportunity of us working together at that um, grooming facility. And we did that for a little bit. But at the same time, it was just. It was we just, knew it wasn't a long term thing. So yeah. we very quickly were like, OK, we can do this together. Let's go. Like, let's go yeah. do it on our own. There's no, like no animosity towards the situation. It just wasn't right for us early on in the relationship right. to be kind of working for somebody else together and learning we were, how to balance. if we can do this together like why yeah don't we just and do like it on training wasn't the priority at that place yeah. kind of thing like it was an open cage facility which some people that's for them some people it's not me being a dog trainer at that time it just i i didn't vibe with it well uh-huh. um but anyhow after that after we left there we decided to that's where Lake Erie, Lake Erie dogs, dogs came from. Um, you know, Kay had tons of knowledge about nutrition and just dogs' health and stuff. And mainly, she knew a lot about business. Mm. And before I was working with David, I was trying to do my own thing. And it wasn't working out. We dissolved that company. Yeah, we dissolved <laughs> Lake Erie Dog Training Company because... Um, I think that's good, cool to mention. We'll talk about that yeah. whole process eventually. But Tom did have your own business prior to all of this yeah and it was me just being like oh i could just make money training people are dogs. gonna give me money to train their dogs and uh and i won't keep any books i won't keep man? any books <laughs> yeah so that's kind of where we built up and then um it's been kind of trial and error we were doing one-on-ones at the beginning mm-hmm. we were doing board and train separate at the beginning mm-hmm. and kind of that's where we like we perf- found our sweet spot we really, we really have did. and it's taken three years to get there and here we are today talking about it on a podcast yeah and so i mean this was a big dream of both of ours to, to like, do a podcast to start it yeah. yeah um let's real quick just a little in between before we go into our plans for the future of this podcast yeah name some of your inspiration podcast wise like so what are some of your favorite podcasts and you know mine oh, I, so don't steal mine i i it's so many people are gonna laugh at boss babe i love yeah. their podcast they're great for teaching yeah, they're my what? age they're they, millionaires and they teach women and they like, teach women how to be entrepreneurs confident they talk about health they talk about 
all things that are very relatable mental to me. health mental health trauma and yeah those kind of things and how that can i've gotten a lot of amazing resources from that podcast and i just genuinely you know this owning your own business and your late 20s is it's isolating there's a lot there's not many people my age that are doing what i'm doing in the way that i'm doing it and uh i just find a lot of community in that podcast that's my favorite one you find a lot of community community in soul like she runs her social media and does a phenomenal job at connecting and if you're listening to this podcast right now that's probably how you you heard heard about about us um and i really appreciate that about her she does a great job at doing all that kind of stuff but she finds a lot of community in some of the stuff that you follow. And, yeah. Like, it's huge for you. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, what, two years ago, I unfollowed everyone on my personal Instagram and, like, started from scratch. And I've made a lot of friends that I would have never met. I, yeah. I mean, I just started, started following a lot of homesteaders and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that try to do what we do or are doing what we do. And there's, there is community in that. Yeah. Um, name one more podcast you think people should listen to. Well, there was another one you were listening to that you liked a lot. That was kind of like Boss Babe. Oh, I can't remember. Okay. Anyhow. <laughs> yeah. Um, what but, are your favorite podcasts? Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast. I listen one. to that one, too. You do. Yeah. You do. And it's if if you like Always Sunny, the show, yeah. Um, it's it's really a nice it's little a good gift to fans. And yeah. it's a nice little pod, pastime podcast. You get to hear the comedians as themselves yeah that's cool and now i'm listening to duncan trussell's family hour Mm. which is i found through the show midnight gospel which Mm -hmm. is essentially like a cartoon put over his podcast that's like all about very conscientious like concepts like mysticism meditation like different religions and stuff and it's really cool um maybe eventually we'll get links and we can link things we could put that in the info. We'll yeah. even like link Nancy in this one. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about our plans for this podcast. Yeah. What are you going to hear from us in this space? You go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think our plans for this podcast are really going to be, you know, we're going to talk about dog training topics. We're going to get into those nitty gritty things that we think should be spoken about um, in a more conversational way that we don't get to in social media things that our clients should hear like things like that um we hope to have clients on uh other people in the dog training industry and you know nothing serious here we're just having general banter that's really our goal um this is something fun for tom and i to do as a couple and as a business owners um as partners yeah we were gonna name it we were gonna name it you you, me, and the dogs, but that's taken. Unfortunately, like someone made two podcasts and it's it was taken. Like 2018. I will respect them. <laughs> yeah. Um. That's so why we kind of went with a branded name right now. Yeah. Maybe it'll change, but I, like Lake Erie Dogs. Is, the Lake Erie Dogs podcast. Yeah. And um, you know, it's not only going to be about, like she said, dog training, talking no. to other people, but like about you and me. Yeah. Like you're going to have some podcasts that might be just strictly about gardening and maybe even you just talking and I'm just listening yeah. and maybe chiming in at times. But, um, you know, maybe I'll talk about, Review you know, the Batmans, maybe. <laughs> yeah, if only. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, but things like that. So yeah. if, if you like us on social, this is mm-hmm. kind of like a 
extension get to know of us. that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause and, I'm not huge on social media, but like I can easily do this. Mm-hmm. I think people have the benefit to learn a lot, a lot about us yeah. separately too. Yeah. And learn from it too. We've, we've had some experiences in doing this in the past three years, you know, it's like Tom said, he's been in the industry for 10. He's seen things. He knows what works and what doesn't. And, um, I've, I've got a business background. I've grown this, you know, six figure company from the ground up. And I'm really proud of that. And I really want to share how we've gotten to where we've gotten and where we're going to go. Cause there's a lot coming at you. And hopefully you could take that journey with us through the podcast, you know, kind of, I'm excited. I'm very excited. And, um, well, thanks for being here. Yeah. Thank you. We're coming up on a half an hour, which is perfect for a podcast. Quite literally almost we want to keep them shorter yeah yeah we want it you know just short and nice sweet. little conversations you're yeah. you're if you're just getting to work have a great day yeah and if you <laughs> listen to this give us some feedback <laughs> let us know what you think yeah and if you have any good topic ideas feel free to message us where can they get a hold of us wow what is our website you're so cool <laughs> you can find us on social at lake erie dogs that's on all social networks and our website is lakeeriedogs.com. Uh, email lakeeriedog, no s, at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. Patreon, Lake Erie Dogs. Get a lot of awesome dog training material. Yeah. I post on there once a week. Yeah. And um, it's, it's fun not pl- more. It's something fun to pledge, cheap, easy. Yeah. $3 you know? is all you got to do. Yeah. Well, now that we're asked. Giving them an ass. Let's uh, wrap it up and tell yeah. them have a great day. <laughs> you have a great day. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you.